0: over his box, a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away oh, I said Hand over box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you Babe, that means I have half a mind to stay
1: It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture. Every Thursday at 6.30 p.m., food, culture, and the interconnectedness of things. And today, rubber chicken. Now, this show today is the inflatable, waterproof edition of Pandora's Lunchbox, live from your basement. If you're like me, you're wearing the large galoshes that are bigger than your head. You're wearing the big yellow slicker that makes you want to grab a the wheel of a boat and just start sailing through past the heater past the washer and dryer i know i know it's raining did you notice yeah so we've had three to four inches of rain in the in a 24 hour period ending this morning and now it's would you believe raining again so this being a public affairs show, we're going to talk about connectedness between food and politics and news items and rubber chickens. But as a public service let's let's work on our let's work with our anger here and find a way to deal with the feelings we have about the splashy water in our basements, like the one in mine. It's such a nice, soothing, splashy sound, don't you think I think so now. Follow me, if you will. Get your oars in the water and let's sail around the washer and the dryer. And look, what's coming? Is it coming? They're coming. Coming around the dryer. Here they come.
0: Shrimp boats is a common, their sails are inside. Shrimp boats is a common, they're dancing tonight. Why don't you hurry, hurry, hurry home? Why don't you hurry, hurry, hurry home? Shrimp boats is coming, there's dancing tonight Why don't you hurry, hurry, hurry home Why don't you hurry, hurry, hurry home Look here, the shrimp boats is coming, there's dancing tonight
2: Herring boats coming with bagels and lox. Herring boats are coming with stinking hein banana. You got to hurry up, you got to leave. Kosher, Herring boats are coming with bagels and lox. Herring boats are coming with bagels and lox. Herring boats are coming. They're shipping tabloids. Captain <risa> <drei> <messige> is a trombonex, all a blusen shame fun nose. Alle weibers ein schön aus gepitzt. In dem we hobben sie geschwitz Oi, herringboots are coming. Ah, there's good news tonight.
0: Herringboots are coming. Oh, there's good, he oh, good news
2: tonight. They say love them, ja. Yeah, Mina, boy, keller, Shane. Oi, die Mädels schreien im Französisch goodbye. Goodbye. We are moon glanced and
0: Harry
2: coming with bagels and blocks. You gotta hurry,
0: hurry,
2: hurry up. schnapp. So, Harry boats are coming. Oi, it's a paylach
0: tonight.
2: Jetzt möchtest du nicht gut im bairo mit der Schippe heute, wo und wie geht es? Heute don't catch no Mullets oder Pike oder Karp, ein Torfentest mit dem Herring mit Potatoes. Die Herring wird sehr kommen, heute ein mazel toff step right up, Tante, und gib ein Quetscher-Fillet. In a Paper is wird eingewickelt, in der Meere nicht das Schmalz abwickelt. Die Herring wird sehr kommen, wird stinken ein
0: Baddorf.
1: And off they go behind the dryer. The herring boats. That is Mickey Cats. Guess which one was the parody? Try it. Okay, that's silly. Mickey Cats and Herring Boats, which was a parody of the shrimp boats before that. Shrimp boats by that early 50s pop diva Joe Stafford. Helping you get through your basement with a little bit of humor. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. My name is Mike. It's a show about food and culture. And some news right now. This is an interesting news item on a little town in Vermont from a blog called Seven Days by a writer named Corin Hirsch. This news from Barrytown, Vermont. Earlier this month at a town meeting, Barrytown, Vermont, residents quietly threw down the gauntlet for agricultural self-determination with a new food sovereignty measure. By a vote of 673 to 200, town voters passed a measure to reject federal decrees, statutes, regulations, or corporate practices that threaten our basic human right to save, seed, grow, process, consume, and exchange food and farm products within the state of Vermont. Nearby Barrie City voted in a similar measure earlier this spring, issuing opening salvos in the battle for food system deregulation in Vermont. The growing food sovereignty movement is a pushback by farmers, environmentalists, and others against legal impingements on how they grow, purchase, and consume food. It labors under the assumption that state and federal laws that prohibit turning raw milk into cheese, for instance, or slaughtering an animal for a neighbor— or even saving seeds that may have mingled with genetically modified crops, are sculpted more for a factory farming culture than for one based on small farms and homesteaders. Earlier this spring, the town of Sedgwick, Maine, passed the first such measure in the country, one with a more powerful language, though. Voters unanimously rejected all outside regulation of food by explicitly protecting the rights of town residents to produce, process, sell, purchase and consume local foods of their choosing said Sedwi- sed- which reg's sed- residence <laughs> It's going to be hard to enforce this. Sedgwick residents can now waive liability when purchasing so-called unregulated food, such as raw milk or farm-slaughtered chickens, from their neighbors. So this is from Barrytown, Vermont, from a blog called Seven Days. I was just in Nebraska, as a matter of fact, to visit my folks. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Ed. And, you know, I I heard a very different story. This was a very different kind of law that was trying to be passed, also about... A different kind of food sovereignty, perhaps, but in a very, very different way, almost a mirror image. A controversial proposal talked about here in the World Herald from the the, the Omaha World Herald by Paul Hamill. A controversial proposal to engrave the right to hunt, fish and trap into the Nebraska Constitution has hit a last minute snag. The intent of the proposed amendment was to protect outdoor activities from threats posed by national animal rights groups such as the Humane Society of the United States, which has helped ban hunting of mountain lions in California and bears in New Jersey. Opponents say there is no legitimate threat to hunting and fishing rights in Nebraska, and the subject did not meet the high standard for what should be engraved in the state constitution. There's also another snag. The proposed constitutional amendment might have the unintended consequence of putting fishing above farming in the priority list for using water in Nebraska streams. State Senator Mark Christensen said there's a concern that if hunting, fishing, and trapping enjoy a constitutional right, that might trump irrigation rights to withdraw water from Nebraska streams. So over the proposal, Legislative Resolution number 46 has been pulled, pulled from this year's agenda of the Nebraska legislature. It will be studied further over the summer. Two very different takes on the idea of food sovereignty. Raw milk is something we just heard about, talked about by the folks in Vermont. And there's raw milk, and there's kindness, and then there's milkman, and then there's Billy Bragg.
0: An extra point
1: Thank you, Billy Bragg. That is The Milkman of Human Kindness from one of the greatest titled EPs of all time, Life's a Riot with Spy vs. Spy. And isn't it? This is Pandora's lunchbox, live from my basement. Now we've gone through the the pipes, through the town of Ann Arbor, and now we're in my basement. Get your oars in the water and let's let's just sail around, shall we? In circles and circles, and it'll be it'll be beautiful. It'll be poetic, and it'll be well. Here's here's some news about rubber chickens. This is something you might want to know. Okay, rubber chickens don't come right away, but. You'll understand. It, it'll make sense. Uh, there's a laugh fest that's returning to Grand Rapids next year. This is from the Associated Press. A festival of laughter in Grand Rapids raised $330,000 for a nonprofit. It did so this year, and it will return. In twenty twelve for another run. Organizers say Gilda's Laugh Fest will return next March with more comedy, stage shows, and films. Folks like Bill Cosby and others, and Betty White, in fact, were part of that. The festival sponsored by the nonprofit Gilda's Club Grand Rapids honors the memory of comedian Gilda Radner, who died of ovarian cancer in nineteen eighty-nine. Michigan native Gilda Radner, also former WCBNer Gilda Radner. Now for the kickoff this year. Organizers sought to break the Guinness World Record for the number of people tossing rubber chickens at one time. Volunteers tossed 925 rubber chickens. Officials said they got notice this, earlier this month that the record was certified. That is just fantastic. Now, I mean, really, come on, seriously. Hold on just a second. Just a moment. At the Tone, you'll be tuned to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Okay, so anyway, as I was saying, the Grand Rapids Press reports that the event drew more than 55,000 people. It was a 10-day event and set a record for rubber chickens. And so rubber chickens are good. They help people. Now, here I've managed to find on the interweb a poem about a rubber chicken. This is called Five-Second Ode to Steve, My Rubber Chicken, by David Whalen. When I'm feeling low, that's F-E-L-L-I in apostrophe, when I'm feeling low and my spirits are sickened, when my energy's sapped and bad vibes have quickened, when I need a jump start for happiness to kick in, I simply go to my happy place with Steve, my rubber chicken. <sighs> That's just beautiful. Now, we're going to take a moment to, you know, if if chicken can be rubber, then why can't other food be rubber? What do you want for nothing, huh? Rubber biscuit. Ba-ba-ba. I wanna double two. Jiggy
3: home and jiggle the hole of hover, I'll ride a drink of double, I love the air on a double hover, pain down some dead wall, i Love ride air, lover, love the air the love of double, all out the down, I wanna do-ba, do-ba. Mm, do that again. Do 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 I in I love in wanna love a in the love back back Hmm, did you ever hear of a wish sandwich? Well, it's the kind of a sandwich that she's supposed to take two pieces of bread and wish you had some meat. Do 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 in I ride a hip in a All out the of hover. He ride a All out the of hover. He ride a with a All out the of hover. He ride a hip in a hover. How loud is <laughs> that a jigger want? The other day, I ate a ricochet biscuit. Well, it's the kind of a biscuit that's supposed to bounce off the wall back in your mouth. If it don't bounce back, <coughs> you go hungry. Hmm. The other day... I ate a cold water sandwich and a Sunday niggle to meat and bun. Do 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 bo. a a a ride a in ride a ride a ride a a what you want for nothing? A rubber biscuit? Do
1: the original authentic version of Rubber Biscuit that is by the chips, later performed by those archives of Americana, those experts, those professors, the Blues Brothers, Jake and Elwood. But these were the chips, and that was, an Rubber Biscuit. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. And now, we've been talking a little bit about rubber food, Rubber Biscuits and Rubber Chickens. You know, Rubber Chicken is boneless. And so you can substitute, if you want, any Boneless chicken recipe, you can put rubber chicken in. Let's try now. This is at about.com under the Busy Cooks category. This is chicken tomato and asparagus stir-fry. Now, it says here, Linda Larson wrote this. Just five ingredients, not counting cornstarch, olive oil, and seasonings, make this delicious, fresh, and simple stir-fry. If asparagus is out of season, use frozen asparagus, or substitute green beans or sliced green bell pepper. Serve it over hot-cooked rice. Or if you have rubber asparagus... It doesn't say here, but why not? Prep time ten minutes. Cook time twelve minutes. Total time twenty-two minutes. Yield four servings. Okay. Ingredients: one and a half cups of chicken broth, two tablespoons of cornstarch, a half teaspoon of salt. One-eighth teaspoon of pepper, a half a teaspoon dried thyme leaves, two tablespoons of olive oil, one and a half pounds of rubber chicken, one onion finely chopped, one bunch asparagus cut into one and a half inch lengths, unless it's rubber asparagus, in which case just throw the whole thing in, one pint of cherry tomatoes. Now, preparation. In a small bowl, combine chicken broth, cornstarch, salt, pepper, and thyme. Mix and set aside. Prepare all ingredients any way you like. Heat olive oil in large skillet or wok over medium-high heat. Add rubber chicken. Stir-fry until rubber chicken is almost cooked, about four minutes. Remove to plate. Add onion to skillet. Stir-fry until crisp-tender. Crisp tender, that is, about three to four minutes. Is that like crunchy? I don't know. Add asparagus. Stir fry for two to three minutes until bright green. If your rubber chicken is bright green, you have a problem. Stir rubber chicken broth mixture and add to skillet. Bring to a boil. Return rubber chicken to skillet. Stir fry for two to three minutes or until rubber chicken is thoroughly cooked and asparagus is crisp tender or Rubber asparagus is just kind of floppy. Add cherry tomatoes, stir-fry one minute until hot, serve over hot cooked rice. Now, speaking of cooking, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is now lowering its temperature recommendation for cooking pork to 145 degrees. That's a drop of 15 degrees and a change from the agency's long-standing guideline. This means that pork will be held to the same standard as beef, veal, and lamb. The USDA made the change after several years of research and talks with producers and food safety experts. Producers proposed the new standard in 2008, based in part on new production methods that reduce the risk of pathogens. USDA Undersecretary Elizabeth Hagen says... A simple temperature for all cuts of meat should help consumers remember the recommendations. Despite the new recommendation, the USDA says ground meats must still be cooked to 160 degrees, and all poultry products must be cooked to 165 degrees. Which, of course, brings us back to chicken. This is Pandora's Lunchbox again—a show about food. We have more news on the horizon right here. This is okay, actually here's some serious news now. This sounds like good news. There's a Michigan bakery owner and her daughter who are in danger of being deported, but they've avoided deportation, according to a press release from U.S. Senator Carl Levin and Congressman Sander Levin. The press release says Sterling Heights residents Violeta and Ola Casso have been granted a one-year deferment by their de- of their deportation. The Casso family moved to the U.S. legally in 1998 after fleeing Albania but they lost their bid for permanent residency because an attorney failed to properly file paperwork. Ola Caso is set to graduate Cusino High School next month, and the family had been ordered to leave the country immediately afterwards. Now U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement has granted a one-year deferment. Senator Levin and Representative Levin say they will look for a solution to allow the Casos, I hope I pronounced their name correctly, The Cassos, to remain in the U.S. permanently. Senator Levin says, Violetta and Ola are Michiganians through and through who have contributed greatly to our community. Ola is an extremely high-achieving student who will be enrolling in University of Michigan's Honors College this fall. Violetta is a successful business owner who operates Honey Bee Bakery in Centerline, Michigan. The Cassos have great support from the community. He said, uh, Senator Levin says, my office received more than 12,000 messages in opposition to their deportation. So that is the story. Now, speaking a moment ago about rubber biscuits and about real bakeries and real biscuits that could be baked in a real bakery as opposed to rubber bakeries and rubber biscuits, there's going to be an international biscuit festival this weekend in Knoxville, Tennessee. So if you're going down there, which baker will rise to the occasion and make the tastiest biscuit? Taking the grand champion prize last year was... Fat Elvis, a peanut butter, banana, and bacon creation at the International Biscuit Festival, Knoxville, Tennessee, May 27th to the 28th. You can find out all about that at biscuitfest.com. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we're starting to wind down a little bit here, but I'd like you to know something about something that is very helped by lots of rain, which we have a lot of now, and that's growing vegetables and growing food. Selma Cafe in Ann Arbor is going to have a hoopla Salma Cafe is looking for volunteers for building 20 hoops in 20 days. It's an adventure where they're going to build hoop houses. What are hoop houses? They're greenhouses with a plastic roof wrapped over flexible piping. The interior heats up because incoming solar radiation from the sun—where else would it come from?—warms plants, soil, and other things inside the building faster than heat can escape air, warmed by the heat from hot interior surfaces, is retained in the building by the roof and the wall. The Soma Cafe wants to build 20 hoop houses in 20 days, beginning June 15th and finishing up on the 4th of July. And they need your help. Interested in pulling a group together to come out and help at a build? Information is at SelmaCafe.org. And just a little bit of backstory here. According to Wikipedia, the idea of growing plants in environmentally controlled areas has existed since Roman times. The Roman Emperor Tiberius ate a cucumber-like vegetable daily. The Roman gardens Roman gardeners used artificial methods similar to the greenhouse system of growing to have it available for his table every day of the year. Cucumbers were planted in wheeled carts, which were put in the sun every day, then taken inside to keep them warm at night. The cucumbers were stored under frames or in cucumber houses, glazed with either oiled cloth known as specularia, or with sheets of selenite, according to the description by Pliny the Elder. Thank you for coming back in time with us and for sailing through the basement. Hope all goes well in your basements. I hope all goes well in my basement. It is raining. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for at least a while now. Coming up next, Arwolf will help us to face the music, and I think now is the time to bring Mickey Katz back. He's been hiding behind the file cabinet in the corner of the basement just kind of sailing around from one place to the next we heard him earlier singing a beautiful tune about herring boats and now let us sail out into the red sails of the sunset and the mixed metaphors with this tune from mickey Katz. say no more it's wcbn fm ann arbor
2: and there came it to Ricken Kureldorben. Oh, he's all the fall from the side. <laughs> Handle Capon's went not to lunch beyond the poorly gates. He walked into a vegetarian restaurant called Nate's. <laughs> Died in a nice gepopped cat from flying with his horse. Come it's for his heel, that give me a plate of borscht. Yippie ho ho! Yippie waschding was the riders in the sky Now listen Hey, the Bostros Hat a fire of hisses Hot gebrens steam The cowboy said "What's for a clock I want some sour cream The guys They shook just for the schnug the bells gave out a clang. The cream came off the Brutle And whew Ha, fogged mir gang Yippie, ho, ho Yippie, was stingin' go Borst Riders right in this
0: guy.
2: Alright, a cop on chained his Borst Ride right up and bought some for his horse. He shot it into Horsey with a hypo, of course. <laughs> Old Dobbin gave us snort with joy, he felt the surfing flow. He dived right through the skies of Borst Ride right into Pimlico. <laughs> The horses lined up one by one just as they reached the barrier. and someone shot a pistol and they ran as a viachwell, yeah! There they go, Dalton taking the lead is hags out. He's in third place is Flying Pisk. In coming up, schnell from the rear is Happy Hinton. But Raffu is boss rider. <laughs> oh yeah, by the barrier. Now a and left as if he had He's Flying Pisk. He's past finster he in of you. Now he's Come on, boss rider! <laughs> <We did it. laughs> The pedal late is on his way, I seen she can't be stopped it. The cradze gave me sugar, yelling, gay, the altish kappa The boss, the horsey from the sky, he made the hood look silly But the cream wore off and he fell down in now he got to kill it <laughs> Yippee ho ho, win, play, and show The boss, the riders in the
0: sky Yeah I-
4: It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. We are the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement, student-run experimental experiential radio from the University of Michigan, with lots of community involvement. We're kind of swamped in this part of the world with record rainfall, so I thought it'd be nice to open with, well, Hondo's water music, what else? This is Face the Music. This evening we're taking the, uh, the usual part dipstick, parts core sample approach to radio. And that means that from minute to minute you'll be hearing lots of different things happening. I'm about to air a, a movement from an arrangement for Wind Orchestra by Dmitry Shostakovich of a presto by Domenico Scarlatti. You don't often hear about a uh, Scarlatti Shostakovich conduit, but we seem to have landed on one, so let's see what happens. Then we'll go back into the 1920s for a while and paddle around, huh?